It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus pittsburgh steeler fans welcome to another episode of steelers touch down under I'm Matt Peverell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Davison. Mark, how are you? Yeah, Matty, mate, I'm, I'm pretty good. You know, uh, Steelers are heading into 2-0, which is fantastic. Haven't done that for a uh, you know, few years in a row. Um, we're looking into to Big Ben uh, to celebrate his 221st game, which is quite exciting as well. Um, he's our franchise, our quarterback, and... You know, for me personally, and I guess with yourself, our Steeler fans in Australia, like I started watching the Steelers, uh, I think it was 2002 or 2003. I had the Maddox, I had the Creeder, uh, and then Big Ben came along in 04, and I was still a young buck trying to figure out the game. But uh, for me personally, Big Ben's been, I guess, the QB to watch for 17, 18, or 17 seasons now. Um, so I wish him all the luck, like franchise-leading, um, you know, player in games. Like, that's quite an honour. Like, let's be real, you know, some people, some NFL careers are only three or four years and Big Ben's, you know, almost almost a, uh, a decade and, and more. So, yeah, it's very exciting. I, I hope we can go 3-0. Totally, totally. And I think the really interesting thing as well is that, you know, we had such that gap between, between Bradshaw and Roethlisberger and, you know, there are a lot of teams around the NFL right now looking for that next franchise quarterback. So, you know, whilst we've got him, we should celebrate him. And um, yeah, it's a massive milestone this week for Big Ben, without a doubt. But look, 
you know, with today's show very much previewing week three, um, this, this week again, the game against the Texans as we come to you live on air on your Saturday morning. We're recording 14 hours in the future um, in our Friday night. But, but look, um, wherever you are, whether you're, as, as we always say, whether you're driving to work, coming home from work, you've woken up and you cook, you've cooked breakfast for the family, you know, you're settling in for the day before you're watching your college football, whatever it may be, whatever you're doing, thank you for joining us here on Behind the Steel Curtain and, and our family of podcasts as well. And of course, if you're reading, reading the articles across the site too. So look, Mark, we're heading to week three, two weeks down without a buy. Therefore, the best we could hope for and whether the fans and listeners out there think that the Steelers have played great, indifferent or terribly, you can only get two wins out of two games. So mm. it's, it's a really great place to be. But um, with those two wins, what stood out for me this week just going around the NFL? Is there anything outside the Steelers that you think particularly interesting for fans? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw this one at you. How do we uh, – I know Eric Ebron maybe hasn't done anything just yet, but how do we sign Darren Waller? Did you see Darren Waller play for the Raiders? I have seen Darren Waller play as well. And I think there's uh, Jonu Smith as a tight end over at the, at the Titans as well. But yeah, definitely Waller is playing some terrific football at the moment. You know, yeah, they're, they're almost catching. like a, exactly. They're almost like a, you know, he's a receiver, but he's a, he's a big fella too. Um, the way that he orchestrated that offense, they, they, they fit, in, fit in the ball, I think about 11, 12 times. And he's been, I think with the Ravens before, so he's his four, fifth year. Um, and he did a few good things last year with the Raiders, but that game on uh, on uh, Monday night was awesome to watch. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think it's I, I feel as though we're heading to a situation where you're going to start to see a bit of a resurgence in that tight end this year. And you know, someone you know, listeners out there might be thinking resurgence. You know, we've seen the likes of your George Kittles and and what have you, and your um, Delaney Walkers over the past few years. You know, Mark Andrews last year too. You know, is it a really renaissance? But I think what you're starting to see is a league-wide use of the tight end. You know, it's 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 a position that's a little bit back in vogue in how you're going to use them. We saw last week as well with Noel Fant with the Broncos. We saw, you know, and we'll, yeah. we'll go a little bit into into last week's game on the show today. But you saw the the challenge that was for the Steelers in terms of the middle linebackers and safeties and how they mark up against the tight ends. And it's these mismatches and these athletes that you get at the position. So. Yeah, you're right. It's um, Wall is certainly taking his first few weeks by storm, and um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for him. And 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 again, as you say, for the Steelers, how are we going to use your likes of Eric Ebron and, and Vance McDonald? Yeah, just got just got to feed him because they couldn't tackle Waller. Like they always got positions on uh, it was on the the linebackers or the safety. They just you know they they could not tackle him, and he always he's falling forward. He's getting first downs. He just played some really really good football. So I'm, I'm excited. For, you know, still an NFL fan. I'm excited for that bloke. Yeah. So as we say, we always record in the future. So, you know, um, the, we always like to give fans an insight into what it's like to be, a, a, you know, an Australian NFL fan. So today's uh, or tonight's game um, for, for you guys, depend, well, not tonight's because it's Saturday morning, but Thursday night's game for you guys aired at Friday lunchtime for us. We're recording at Friday night. So today's game aired live at um, a Friday lunchtime uh, for us, which was the, the Dolphins and the Jags. Um, Mark, I know that you watched that game. Um, any, any takeaways from that game? Yeah, another one as well on the offensive side. Uh, Devontae Parker is an excellent receiver. And I found out through one of the, you know, the Facebook chats I was involved in, he was a little bit injured. Um, the Dolphins played a really good brand of football from the very first drive 
I think it was 11 plays right down the field. Uh, and they, they scored a touchdown to make it 7-0. It just, it, you know, it, it's a Dolphins team that maybe no one's scared of. Um, but Fitzpatrick made, played a good game. I think he scored three touchdowns. And they had the recipe to beat the Jags today. And, and somehow the Jags were a favorite. So, you know, it's, it's anyone's game, any, any given Sunday. That's it. That's it. And I think it shows this strength of, of the NFL. And, you know, I know we were talking before we went on air as well. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he doesn't want to lose this job. You know, he's become this journeyman of the league. And, you know, yes, two is breathing down his throat. Yes, he's, you know, very, very close to, you know, making that debut sometime this season. Obviously, an ideal ideal scenario would be for him to sit on the, for Miami. But, you know, Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick wants that starting job. He wants yeah. to give it a crack and he, and he wants to be respected. And I think that's what this season's about. So, you know, and I think it's an interesting one with Fitzpatrick too, because there was a bit of talk in the off season. Imagine if we could have Fitzpatrick backing up someone like, someone uh, like Ben, you know, Fitzpatrick last year with that defense, I mean, would have well, been he's, he's, he's not a rookie quarter. He knows what he's doing. He just has a, he's a bit of a guns, gunslinger like Brett Favre was. Uh, you know, you might not want him for to be franchised, but for what the Miami Dolphins have right now, why not? You know, there's, there's still an extra spot in the playoffs. If they can, you know, work something out and like with the, the young receiving core they have, um, it's a good chance. And that, you know, that, that, that uh, division with the Patriots and all those guys in there, who knows what's going to happen in that division. Still very early days. So I, I don't mind Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, totally. So look... Obviously, we are we are part of behind the steel curtain, so we're here to talk Steelers. We're not necessarily here to talk around every other <laughs> NFL team, despite what might be going on. Um, look, let's. It'd be remiss of us to to not have a you know have a little bit of a look back to last week's game against the Broncos, first home game for the Steelers. Um, I think it was a surprising game for a lot of people as well in the way that, you know, everything sort of eventuated, whether it was the scoreline or who were the difference makers. But Mark, who was that standout player for you that led to the Steelers, you know, going to two and zero? Yeah, for me, it's on the guy on the defense. It's uh, be like Mike. You know, I want to be like Mike. Uh, it's Mike Hilton. He played a fa- you know fantastic game. Uh, forced fumble recovery. Uh, he had uh, one sack off the edge, like eight or nine tackles. You know, there's a few few different things where he did. coverage wise he might have messed up. But overall, I think he played a really good game. And, and you can see him now start to free roam because his defense is so explosive. So it's giving him a bit more, you know, understanding. And can I go here? Can I go there? It's just really fun to watch, to watch him go. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, from a stats perspective as well, you know, led the team in tackles, got a sack, two tackles for a loss, you know, pass deflection, two quarterback hits. I mean, you know, very much that standout player, literally, as you just said there, for me, it's the fact that the Steelers line up in that nickel or that sub package so much now that the, the, the role that Hilton's got to play, you know, they've got to be able to have someone like a Mike Hilton who can come down um, yeah. and, and close it out and shut down that back, the opposition team's backfield. So as you say, really important performance from Mike Hilton um, and, and he's really excelled. And, you know, look, I'll, I'll be quite upfront about it. I was someone like, you know, you know what, let's, do get out what we can from Mike Hilton out of this season. We're not going to re-sign him next year. Budget's going to be tight with the cap, you know, let him go. But quite frankly, he's having a fantastic season and, you know, really well he is. 
and he's proving just how important he is. Um, so it's going to be some, some interesting decisions that are going to have to be made come the end of the season in terms of where they spend that money and, and what they do with him. Um, and I think they had a second round tender on him anyway as a restricted fee agent. So obviously the Steelers are putting you know a lot of faith in and have a lot of high respect for him. Um, so yeah, hope, hopefully he can just keep up the performances and keep them going. He's a good short tackler from the from the game and in his previous history. He's a good short tackler uh, um, on the edge as well when he comes down down the box. I wanted to bring up this little point though. Um, you know, you said like nickel packages and, and stuff like that. Um, what, what were your thoughts on Edmonds? He came down a lot from his safety position, and I think it was Hilton who went back. Yeah. So for me. Um... There was a bit of a debate about this in, in one of the, the shows earlier in the week um, in one of the other BTSC family podcast shows. And I think it might've been um, actually the Steelers hangover, if I'm correct. But there was a claim that, you know, he made the game winning tackle. And yes, he made a sack that closed out the game as the Broncos were coming back. For me though, he went completely unblocked. And if he yeah. didn't get that sack, we'd all be sitting there going, mate, you're sacked, you're out, yeah, yeah, go you're on. done. Um, <laughs> so from that perspective, I'm not going to give him the, you know, he's not responsible for the win. Um, yes, he did make a really good play, but you would hope that from someone of his pedigree and someone that's like literally a starting player for the Steelers. But I, I do like him. Um, I do like him coming down, you know, a little bit closer to the line. I do think he sort of fits a bit more in this hybrid between a safety and a linebacker. Um, I don't know whether he makes enough of those smart decisions, um, you know, in the secondary. And I know Jeffrey Benedict prior to the season did an article about this that said Steelers fans are incredibly harsh on, on Terrell Edmonds. And, you know, there's a lot of thought school thought out there that says if he was a second or a third round pick, we'd probably be really happy with him. But as you say, where he came down the line, I think where, he's going to be incredibly beneficial when you look at what we've got in Devin Bush is how he can, because Devin Bush is so good against the run where I'm interested is how do we get Edmonds stopping those tight ends? Because you did see last week when Edmonds marked up on some of those tight ends and when he was covering phantom, what have you, he did have a bit of success there and he does offer something Mm. there. So Look, it's going to be interesting for Edmonds in how he is used because you've got someone like Duke Johnson, you know, in the backfield for the Texans, David Johnson as well. Deshaun Watson, it gives them a, him a bit of a safety net where he can throw off that pass. And if you've got Edmonds coming off the speed of that line, you're going to be able to make quite a big difference. So I'm interested to see how they do use Edmonds this week um, and where they do position him. I, I agree with you. I just think of that last game, I felt in some circumstances, I don't think he made his decision quick enough. Like he looked a, bit, a little bit lost to me. And I think he needs to do that. If he's going to cover that receiver or that running back out in the flat, just go. Just go and do it like Troy used to do. I know I can't put him the same uh, pedestal as, as Troy, but he just seems a tiny bit lost when he's coming down into the box. I don't know if you have the same thoughts, but like... What, what's his overall role? Is he going to play back safety or is he going to be move into near, near, um, next to Bush? I don't think he's going to move next to Bush permanently. Um, if they're going to keep getting burnt like they did last week by Fant, they're going to have to do something there. Um, they're going to have to bring someone in or they're going to have to get him comfortable there. But this goes back to the, the very question that I think a lot of Steelers, hands, Steelers fans have around, around Terrell Edmonds. And that is, can he make the right decisions? Because quite frankly, there is a lot of times where he doesn't and he does come found wanting. Now I know there are some people out there that, you know, 
you know, watch and study their film and they're going to say, look, he's often in the right position and he's always around the ball. That's all well and good, but he's a couple of seasons in now. It's all well and good to be around the ball, but if you're not going to do anything, what's, what's, yeah, the, what's the point? Make like make a play. It's just that he's got to make. He's got to make the impact. He has to make the impact some way, somehow. Like you said, when your your first point, he kind of just fell into that sack and it was wide open. You know, you or myself could have got there. Um, I just I don't know. I would like to see him succeed, but if he's going to play this new role down in the box more, you know, let's let's make a play. Let's let's put let's have a reason to do, to go buy his jersey. Yeah, that's that's it. And and the thing is, is that we've got a lot of money invested at that position as well. Like. Um, you know, Vince Williams, Devin Bush is a first round draft pick. Now Edmonds. Yes, that's cheaper than some of the other middle linebackers or inside linebackers, depending on what your preference is to call them around the league. But, you know, quite frankly, they can't afford to keep three. And when we have these options, so he needs to get versatile. And, you know, the reality is too, is that we need a really good, strong, we need a really good, strong safety. And there's still the, the questions are out on him. But, but look, um, the other one that I wanted to bring up that I thought was quite interesting was Alex Highsmith. I thought he had a great week one against the Giants. I thought he, he came off that line really, really well. Um, and I think he had, I think he played 10 downs in week one. Um, and, and then this week, I think he had a, I think he had 11. I think he played 11 snaps. Um, I would have thought they would have been playing him a little bit more as he get, as he got more comfortable. I'm really interested to see whether we can see a bit more from him this week. It's um and maybe look, I know Tomlin likes to blood rookies, um, you know, and, and take their time and not blood them too early or give them too yeah. much too fast. But, but Mark, yeah, I want to get your thoughts on it as well because the reality is is we're probably not going to have Bud next year, and whilst he might be playing well now. We need to we need to get you know guys like Highsmith and Adenier you know a few more snaps to develop. Yeah, well, in my world, we've got Bud because I don't really understand the, this the salary cap. But you know, we have to keep like have to keep Bud. Did you see that that, that tackle he had on uh, on Drew Lock? Poor Drew Lock, man, he got drilled to the ground. That was fantastic to see that that energy and you know TJ Watt almost got that sack, and the next minute, kaboom. Um, yeah, Highsmith, like like you said, he that's what the Mike Tomlin does with his linebackers, you know. Brings him in gradually, you know, and and we'll, as as fans, we all want to see see him come out and get a big sack. But he's obviously doing things on um, special teams as well. Yep. So yeah, like I just it just take take your time. But we want to see. I think a lot of players come back in, like Highsmith and McFarlane, like we, or even Derek Watt. We as a, as a fan personally, in the last few years, as as a as a Steelers fan, you just don't know who's going to show up and what they're going to who's going to be on the field. You know, it's really. You know, in our, in our minds, we're all like, okay, on paper, this is going to happen. And we're going to throw four touchdowns to this person, that person. And then next minute, they're not even uh, on the uh, active squad. So, yeah, hopefully they can use Highsmith. He's a, he's a fast guy. He's a fast guy. So maybe he might uh, shadow Watson. Yeah. Yeah, fair, fair call. Um, yeah, for me, it, it's... Yeah, I would just like to see what we can do and use Highsmith a bit more. But, you know, we're, uh, we're not Keith Butler and we're not Mike Tomlin, so we'll, we'll leave our faith in them. Um, but, yeah, really interesting to see. I'm just so keen for him to get that first sack, as you say, or get that tackle for a loss. You know, that, that's huge for me. But, look, 
you know, we are the game against the Broncos, as we sort of mentioned earlier, was was a very interesting one. I'm not sure that the score line reflected where some Steelers fans thought it would be, um, particularly when you think that you know Drew Lock goes out of the game, you know, pretty early. I think that was a was early in the second quarter, I think, off the top of my head. Um, and you get you know Jeff Driscoll come in. Um, people like, you know, Cortland Sutton had some time out and, you know, during the game, Jerry Judy was, you know, out for over a quarter as mm-hmm. well. What have you there? Philip Lindsay was out. My, um, you know, Gordon obviously had a pretty good game as well. Um, Melvin Gordon, he, you know, with that, especially that late pass passing catch that he, that he caught there for that TD. But yeah, what was some of the takeaways for you, Mike? Because it would, you know, as I said, for a scoreline, and if you know, for Steelers fan out there missed some of the game, that might have been a bit of a surprise. Yeah, well, it's quite strange because it was uh, was it twenty six, twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So twenty six twenty one. My first thoughts, even when you bring up uh, Melvin Gordon, is when is they started on the running game was their misdirection plays, and this is something that the Steelers don't really do, and we we've talked about in the past. Like, why don't, don't they do? They just seem to run the ball up the guts and, and that's it. There's no real creativity around it. But Melvin Gordon had him going one way and they misdirected to the other way, which is kind of cool. Um, but I also found another thing as well, like with, with the Steelers defense, we had seven sacks, but the, the past times over the Steelers last few years, and I guess it's like in the Steelers history, we just can't end on third down. It's third and 13 and they get a first down. So those kind of things, they bug you and it shouldn't have been as close as it was. If you have seven sacks... Uh, a forced fumble, you think you, you could capitalize on those issues, but then you had the Benny Snell fumble. Uh, we even got a safety. Yeah, it just it was all over the shop. It was, it was a funny one to watch. How, how'd you find it? All over the shop. For the listeners there, that's a bit of Aussie slang for you, all <laughs> over the shop. That means a mess. You know, when you go to some stores and you find things in different aisles that shouldn't be there, all <laughs> over the shop. All over the yeah. shop. I think you're right there, Mark. I think, again, you know, there was a discussion a little bit today. Um, not today, sorry, I should say. Um, yeah, well, today for us, but um, again, Thursday night, you know, for, for the listeners out there over in the US, but on the Steelers preview show, and there was a bit of discussion about this around questions around when would people feel comfortable? When did they think Ben would be, Ben would be back? And when, when did they would feel Ben would be comfortable compared to previous seasons, given there was no preseason? I think you got to take that attitude a little bit with the team at a wider level. There are some new faces. Like when you look at the receiving core and you've got, you know, new people in like Eric Ebron and you've got new people in Chase Claypool, you're seeing a bigger role from Benny Snell. Um, Ben's getting a bit more used to, you know, James Washington and Deontay Johnson too. So I, I do think we can expect a little bit of rust there. Um, so yeah, when we talk about all over the shop, I tend to agree. The thing for me, is, and I don't know whether it gives an appearance of all over the shop, and maybe it's not, is around the the secondary in that we seem to be sacrificing the secondary to really shut down that run. So perhaps there's this appearance we look all over the shop, but maybe we're not. Yeah, and that might change this week as well because Watson, he's going to be very, very hard to, to contain. So... Do they drop back into coverage a bit more often and do some sneaky plays with Hilton? It's going to be, you know, Watson is completely different to the Giants quarterback and uh, Locke and Driscoll. So um, it's going to be an interesting one. And it's still rusty days, but yeah, it's like preseason coming to regular season now. We've got to show the NFL what's going on. That's it. 
That's it. Now, look, before we do go to a break, I did want to just cover while we're looking back at last week's game. What a performance from Kevin Dotson. I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine Mark Steelers fan all your life and you, you get nominated week two of the season to get up there. You're a man that big, you know, you're a man that's, you know, six, four, 321 pounds, in our system, 193 centimetres and 145 kgs, which is just massive when you put it for, for any fans that use our metric system. But, um, yeah, can you imagine like, that performance, first, first home game at Heinz Field? Well, it'd be awesome. It'd be like, you know, sending us two blokes there and becoming the water boy or, you know, holding the, holding the sticks. Like, imagine us on the sidelines and, like, making sure the water's clean or the Gatorade's blue or yellow. Like, we had everything, you know, and all the towels all set up. Like, it'd just be... As a fan, now you're playing for your team and you're protecting Big Ben. Like you said last week, the guy that you grew up watching. Like, and you can tell, you can tell on, the, on the, some of the protections he was, he was really, really going to, to make sure he did his job 110%. And like one of the announcers said, you know, we didn't, didn't uh, call his name. So he was a bit quiet, which is good. It is good when you're not calling. Yep. Yeah, when you're not calling an offensive lineman's name, that's all you can ask for. And I know when we had a bit of a debrief after the game as well, when I was um, on my way to work after watching the game, like I said to you, there's a play that stood out for me where he wasn't blocking anyone. No one came, no one rushed his way. And he just stood there with his arms out, like just taking this space, kind of like a center in basketball, just taking out the whole key. Like he just had this presence. It was, it was awesome to see. I think that was the DJ touchdown. Well, I'm pretty sure when he ran out to the right, he swung it to the right, and then Dotson with the big man is just like having his day. Like, yeah, I think he, as a fan, he's going to be really fun to watch. And, you know, I think maybe David DeCastro might be back this week. Um, but it's going to be obviously week, week to week with, with Dotson. But, yeah, you've got to give that guy props, haven't you? That's it. That's it. And let's just hope he develops, and let's just hope he stays healthy. Yeah, 100%. And a stealer for life, hopefully, too. Stealer for life, stealer for life. Well, it's, it's a bit easier to digest when you're a fourth-round draft pick in terms of that, that, that cap number. But look, with that, we're going to take a break here on Behind the Steel Curtain, and we'll be back shortly um, to talk more about this week's game heading into week three, Steelers versus Texans. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
And we're back on Behind the Steel Curtain, Steelers Radio. We're joining you live on your Saturday morning. We're recording here 14 hours into the future on our Friday night, as we always do. I'm Matt Peverell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Davison, as we look ahead. We've looked back on week two in the first half of the show. We're looking forward to week three now. Mark, who is going to be the difference maker for the Steelers this week on the offensive side of the football? Um, so I'm looking to someone who's going to help out Big Ben. Um, and I'm looking to James Washington, hopefully. You know, no one, no one in the NFL, I think, is an is underrated player. No one really talks about him. And he's got that, you know, country strong base. And I, hopefully he can, he can help us out, like with, you know, DJ and um, Juju, you know, heading up north as fast as they can go. And then Washington may be on a slant. Like, I think he can um, prove to be a good player and help out in third downs. Uh, Big Ben's going to need to find his guy soon. You know, everyone thinks it, it, it should be, it is Juju, but it might become James Washington in the future. Yeah, yeah, t- totally. And I think, um, you know, with Juju, you know, potentially, you know, out of this week's game, you know, as we've seen this week, he's missed a few practices, whether that's strategic or not, or just giving him a rest after two big weeks. Um, you know, we do need to see Deontay Johnson step up. We do need to see James Washington step up. And it's great to see Chase Claypool already stepping up because the reality is, is we might not have Juju in 2021. So it is important that we have these guys stand up. And as you say, James Washington, country strong, deep balls. We've got two pass-catching tight ends as well in Vance McDonald and, and Eric Ebron. So what are the formations that you can play where, you know, people might be attracted to like a Claypool or a Vanimal yeah, exactly. or an Ebron that leaves a James Washington open? Same thing again. If you're faking a sweep around and then you're going deep to a James Washington as well. Now that, yes, that would be a lot of creativity, but... I just think in this offense, there are a lot of things that lead toward going, the ball's got to go to James Washington if he's open. So, yeah, that's a, that's a great shout, Mark. Great shout. How do, how do we send these, uh, these plays to my, or these conversations to Mike Tomlin? Are we, you know, to get these names out there? Uh, is that a thing we can do? Or... Yeah, I don't know. We're going to have to, like, you know, just tweet at the social media team um, at, the, at the Steelers just constantly, just send them fan yeah. mail until they finally put it in front of them. I, I'm not sure, Mark. Maybe we'll have to get a petition from every NFL fan in Australia yeah. or something, something well, like we can, that. We can create plays. It's fine. We'll create, we'll create some plays for Washington and Juju, and you know, on paper it looks fantastic. So, you know. yeah, whether that whether it looks fantastic when it hits out in the <laughs> middle of the game is another is another story. I might leave I might leave Matt Canada to call the plays for the Steelers. Right. Um, I'll just sit here and have my opinion on them. Um, but yeah, look, really great shout there on James Washington. I mean, for me this week, I'm actually going to say the X, X factor and difference maker, and it's going to seem a cop out, but I'm going to pick Big Ben. As you say, it's game two, 221. Yep. Again, this was something that, was, that featured a little bit in the, in the preview show this week um, on Behind the Steel Curtain. And that was about Big Ben, whether he was starting slow, whether he was different and cautious Big Ben. For me, the difference this week is if the Steelers can minimize or, you know what, even break the streak of 25-something games now of turnovers with Ben not throwing an interception, Ben not, you know, he doesn't really fumble the ball, you know, and, and Touchwood now have said that we don't want him fumbling the ball. But for me, the difference is whether Ben 
can continue this accuracy that he's got. Because if he can continue that and keep it away from their defense, make the smart decisions, even if it's a bit of dink and dime down the field, I don't mind. But I don't think this is the game. You know, a lot of people talking about whether this is a trap game or whether the Texans are going to come out firing. They've had to play the Chiefs and the Ravens. The thing that we cannot afford, particularly if we're going to be able to sell out the secondary when we're playing defense, is for Ben to be throwing interceptions. So for me this week, the offensive X factor needs to be around Ben, you know, just keeping really watertight and doing what needs to be done and not overdoing it. Yeah, but I'm not too sure Ben will do that. He's a gunslinger. Like, he even came out in his interview, uh, I think it was yesterday, and he said, you know, if I do take those shots, I've got my defense to back me up. Um, and we've got that streak going on for 25, is it 25 games? Uh, a turnover? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, 25 games. And this is, I found an interesting point when the, when the fellows are talking about this, or the guys at BTSC bring up every, every podcast. Now, we had that streak for 25 um, turnovers, which seems quite normal, right? But on the, other, on the flip side, we have 56 games with a sack, which also seems quite normal. So those two kind of pair together, don't they? You know, the Big Ben's not afraid to sling it. And last week, you called it, or we both called it together with Simmons, getting that, that interception. And your, your boy, you know, he, he came out of the woodwork and said, okay, here's my interception. We thought, oh, there we go. But as long as he doesn't throw three, if he throws one and we're up by 10 or something and it's for a big play, yeah, okay, it happens. But if it's, if it's three in a row and it's bad performance throughout the whole duration of the game, then it's a different story. Then Big Ben's 221 might turn to, net to, 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 to nothing. So, Yeah, and I think you've hit on a really interesting point there, Mark. And I, and I love that tie-in where you've, you've backed that up with the, with the sacks matching the turnovers and being a bit more, you know, feeling a bit more free with the ball. For me, it's the timing of the interception. I, th- I think there are some games where we've watched Ben throw multiple interceptions. When he's thrown it in that first or, or first quarter or early in the second quarter, or he's thrown a couple going into halftime, then we start to see that build and that pressure and that, that problem. And I just think we're just still a little bit too early in his comeback from the surgery and having a year out. I just would not want it to throw his confidence. As you say, if it's later in the game, we're throwing to, you know, solidify that lead and it happens then, fine. But for me, if we can just get through at least the first half, no interceptions and we can get, up, get ahead, that'll be the difference. You know what's funny with uh, Big Ben's career in the last 17 years when these, these interceptions, how many times as a Steeler fan and you've seen Big Ben, we're heading into the, the halftime, two minutes to go, we're at the red zone, we're up by 10-3 or something like that. You know, please just get a field goal, points on the board. And he just zings it to someone in the end zone. You're like, oh, no. Like, what have you done? Like, you had, you had three. You know, we might still win the game. We might not. But that's what we've, we've come to, to realize with Big Ben. He just takes a chance. And sometimes it doesn't pay off. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. But, you know, at the same time, we, we need that quarterback when we're coming back, you know, in the fourth quarter as well, which is something that we've talked a lot about. So, you know, yeah. you've got to take the good with the bad and, and as the, all the, you know, that cliche in sport or, you know, things come in swings and roundabouts as well. So, you know, to use that cliche too. Um, what about on the, on the Texan side of the ball? Is there, is there a standout player there that you feel the listeners should be, should be watching out for and equally that the Steelers defense should be watching out for? As in for on the, on the offense? On the offensive side of the football for the, for the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like, for me, I haven't really followed the, the Texans for a, the last few years, ever since, you know, Andre Johnson left. And 
Um, you know, I've been watching a little bit of Watson, but I can't think of a standout player. To me, they just have a, they have a lot of um, uh, backup players that have come from other teams, like Steels, um, Randall Cobbs. There, he used to play from the from the Green Bay Packers. So I can't. You know, you might know a bit more than I do about about the Texans. I can't. I can't pick one to be honest. Yeah, for me, it's probably you know a lot of people are going to just immediately default to Deshaun Watson, or can they get the running game going against the Steelers with, with the defense there? For me, it's Brandon Cooks. Um, you know, because he can quite quickly change a game, you know, very, very quickly change a game. So for me, it's whether they can keep him quiet in the secondary as we do potentially sell out the, you know, sell out the secondary by, you know, some of the run defense that we've had. He's had a pretty quiet season to start as well. You know, he didn't do much against, against the chiefs. I think he had two receptions on five targets for like 20 yards last week. You saw him get five receptions on eight targets for 95 yards with a long of 38. So I think he's someone that could be really that linchpin for Deshaun Watson. And if Deshaun Watson can find him early and often it's the Steelers are going to need to be really on top of that, really on top of that. Do you know what though? What do you think it's been hard for Texans having the chiefs Ravens now Steelers three great teams, three playoff teams, three Super Bowl contender teams. What's their identity on, on offense or even as a team? I think we're still trying to find ours, but like, what are your thoughts on their identity with Watson and they've got the two um, Johnsons in the backfield? Like, who is their go-to guy? What do they need to do? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, Mark. I, I, it's probably a question that they're trying to figure <laughs> out themselves, to be yeah. honest. Um, we talked a little bit earlier as well about, you know, Edmonds and how we thought he might be used to, again, this is where I say, like, they're obviously going to want to throw that football. Um, if, if I think with Deshaun Watson as well, depending on the teams he's going up against, he, you know, he can run, he can run with the ball. You're not really going to see that against the Steelers. I, w- I would hope that he'd be a little bit smarter than that. Um, at the same time, you would hope that the Steelers don't sleep on the fact that he can run the football if gaps mm-hmm. open up through the offensive line. So I think the identity is where Watson feels comfortable because Watson is an MVP when he's on. He's an MVP caliber player. He's in, in And the thing about Watson that I think is actually advantageous for him going forward is that he came about and was very quickly in a way superseded from a height level by Lamar and by Patrick Mahomes, that takes the pressure off. We saw the same yeah. thing with Ben, right? Yes, he won the, you know, he got the Steelers into a couple of Super Bowls, won the Super Bowl very young. But, you know, Manning, Breeze, Brady, you know, Rivers, um, and by earlier Manning, I mean Peyton, but Eli Manning, there are a lot of different, and then, you know, you, in that time, you had your Vince Youngs and your Michael Vicks and all those sorts of guys. There are a number of different quarterbacks where Big Ben just, floated under the radar, just, you know, went through yeah. and did his thing quietly. I think that can be quite advantageous from a media perspective and from a height perspective and staying grounded and staying focused. So I think actually this is a big plus for Deshaun Watson. So as you say, if you're looking where the offensive, you know, the offensive direction's coming from, what that identity is of that team, I think very much around Deshaun Watson. And you will see yeah. that as guys like JJ Watt, start to finish up in their career and what have you, and you see that turnover in players, it'll be Deshaun Watson. But if, if Watson doesn't uh, succeed, even win this game, there's going to be so much pressure on the young fella, isn't there? For, for him to, to win week four and what is the implications of his career? 
Because I think this Texan team is a team that's turning over. You've got JJ Watt, like, is he going to be there for the next three years? So how do you build around Watson? And you've got these second, these second tier team, uh, team players that come from the Saints, the Packers and Miami Dolphins. They're, they're, like all over the shop again, you know? So, but I like Watson. I like what he can do. And he, he does, he does scare, me, scare me to the sense that he can take over a game. And if you can't catch him and he can just zing some, some um, footballs, you know, he's going to be one to watch for sure. Yeah. And as you say, he, he can change the course of a game and it's very hard to get an MVP award at zero and three. So if he's seriously wanted to compete with <laughs> compete with Lamar and, and Mahomes, then he's, um, he's got to come out swinging this week. But look, what about on the defensive side of the ball? Is there a, is there an X factor player there from the Texans? Yeah, I'll be very honest again, Matt. I don't, I haven't watched the, the the Texans in a long, like a long time for the last three or four years. But um, I wanted maybe I think the, the guy in the middle is Cunningham. I think the, the middle linebacker is. I'll be yep, interested to see, yeah, to see what he can do, um, you know, with our with our tight end. So if, if Big Ben can feature uh, Eric Ebron this week, is he gonna you know wrap him up? And he also, I think he led the tackles last week um, in 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 the game for the Texans. So he's a pivotal part of. Uh, the defense, we all know what JJ Watt can do, and he's going to come out swinging. But you know, the middle linebacker is such, a, is such an important piece to that that offense. And if they can take care of the tight end, then the corners will start to play a, a, a bit better as well, and might put Big Brent under under pressure. You know? Yeah, you're right. He, and he did lead. Um, he, I think he had 15, 15, 15 tackles, eleven solo, one wow. sack, one tackle for a loss, and a QB hit. So that's a massive performance in the middle of the field. Wow. Um. Yeah. Totally. Uh. For me, I'm probably sitting there looking at. Look. Obviously, everyone wants to see JJ Watt and the Watt Bowl play really, really well. I think Bradley Roby in the secondary might surprise a few Steelers fans out there when they play and the way he can cover. I do think the Steelers have a lot of firepower, so it's going to put that secondary under a lot of trouble. Um. You know, yes, there's a first former first round pick in Vernon Hargraves, the third there. But I think if they're going to, you know, put pressure on Big Ben, where we talked a little about there about interceptions, I think it's got to come down to someone like a, a, a you know, Bradley Roby, you know, making a difference there. Had a fairly quiet game last week. Um, that you know, he he can he can get that interception, and he and he does provide a pretty fairly good defense out there in the in the secondary. Now, one of the other things that we thought we'd, we'd integrate this week, which we thought has been a little bit neglected, um, and sometimes does get a little bit neglected, is special teams. Now, Mark, do you have a Marky D special for this week on a little bit of an insight into what might happen on special teams? Mate, it's got to be Ray Ray. has to be Ray Ray to the end zone. Ray Ray to it? the end zone. Imagine, I think if he scores a touchdown or the kick, uh, kickoff return, we're all buying Ray Ray McLeod jerseys. You know, he, he, don't you reckon? You might be, mate. Oh, you need to <laughs> score a couple more for me. Yeah, true. No, I, I think he's done quite well for us. He's, I think I checked the stats uh, yesterday. I think he's leading the NFL in the longest kick re, uh, return. And we haven't had a returner for a long time. Like, we just haven't seen it. I kind of, well, maybe AB. Um, but we, Switzer was never going anywhere. So it's good to see he, he, he runs, uh, the nice lines as well. So maybe he can, he's, he's giving us good field position. So with him giving us great field position with big Ben and then our defense, like it's just, it, it feels good to have something positive on those special teams. A lot of times we're just starting at the 25 or the 20 
or we dance around and start at the 15. So who's your guy this week? Who's your special? Well, firstly, I'll agree with you there because he had, he's, <laughs> you know, he's averaged 32 yards last week off his two returns. Really? So, yeah. He had the long of 49, but, you know, the other one, you know, so yeah, the, that average of 32 is pretty oh, yeah, good if you can go. keep that one up, get around that 30 yard mark. Mm. For me, I want to, for me, it's Dustin Colquitt. I want to see a punt that just absolutely puts him, like, he had two in the 20 last week. If yeah. we are struggling on either offense or defense, he is going to, for whatever reason, we're going to need him to be able to kick us out of trouble at least once this game. So I, I'm really excited to see what he might be able to do. Um, so I, 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 and you know, they didn't get rid of, you know, our our fellow Australian Jordan Berry for no reason. They brought in Colquitt, you know, to to provide him a bit of security there and to let that defense just hunt and hunt and hunt. And that's what we need this week. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see if Dustin Colquitt can put us in a really nice position to potentially lead to a defensive a defensive score. Well, he's going to do the number proud, right? Why did he choose number four? He had to, he had to choose number four, didn't he? My mate Barry, he had number four, and now Colquitt's got four. I'm like, there's a million other numbers you could have chose. You know, the power of Barry lives on. <laughs> uh, you crack me up, Mark. You absolutely <laughs> crack me up. So with that, we're going to head to our usual segment of the show, Slinging the Slang. That's right. The segment where you watch every week Big Ben sling the rock and we teach you how to sling the slang. Mark, what is your Aussie slang word for the week that you would like those listeners out there to start thinking about using in their common day talk? Okay, so I have no idea how the the American guys and girls are going to use this one. But this is a funny word to say, and it's one of our native animals, and it's, it's out west. So we have a, a native animal called the quokka. Have you ever heard of the quokka? I have heard of the quokka. Yeah, yeah. So do, do you even know how to spell the quokka? I had to write it down three times. I do. It's Q-U-O-K-K-A. Exactly right. So the quokka is a little friendly fella out west, so near Perth, um, an, an island of Perth called Rottnest Island. And this little fella is so friendly and awesome and has nothing to do with football. But I just thought it was fun to bring up. And, you know, we might do a bit of an environmental. Can we do an environmental segment as well? Or Yeah, we can. Like, and, and you know the funny thing, and Mark, sorry if I've stolen your thunder here a little bit, but quokkas are really, really photogenic for you listeners out there. So if you ever get down to Australia and you do manage to get out to WA or you see one, if you're lucky to see one in one of the zoos on the Eastern seaboard of Australia, because I'm not sure that they're, they're in any overseas zoos, but they will line up for a photo and they will literally smile. So check them out, give them a Google. They're a bit like, they'd be a bit like Switzer. Just happy to be part of the team when they have that smile. You know what I mean? When he was there. So when I, when you see the Quokka smile, he's like, I'm, I'm here guys. I'm just, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> What, what are your thoughts this week? Did I throw you off? What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, no, you got, you got me there. I wasn't expecting that one. But um, my one for the week, which I would like listeners, fans, uh, listeners and fans out there to be thinking about, is hard yakka. Hard yakka. So if the Steelers' defense is doing a bit of hard yakka, that's hard work. So, you know, Vince Williams, all those tackles, Devin Bush, all those tackles, 
hard yakka. That's what we want to see. We want to see hard yakka from, you know, Benny Snell Jr. And that doesn't mean fumbling that ball. That means running hard, breaking through that line. So, yes, that's right, listeners. Hard yakka. And yakka is spelt Y-A-K-K-A. So, yeah, good luck in using that word this week. I'm not even sure what yakka means, but I've used it many a time. Hard yakka, and we had a we had, we had an ad for that on the Australian TV. Hard yakka, it's like yeah, James Washington or someone like that, you know, that just just grinds. Like it's it's like Steel City, really. You know, but you're right there though. Country strong is we would literally say not afraid of a bit of hard yakka. Yeah, true, <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah, dead set. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we'll also get to our, our usual segment. Um, which is our Steelers punt of the week. So those of you that are regular listeners know that we've introduced this segment once we uh, had to say goodbye to Jordan Berry. And and as some of you know out there, a punt means a, a bet down under as well. So it doesn't just mean a kick. Now, we've made these for a couple of weeks in a row. We went into last week zero and zero. So Mark and I keep a tally of these and there'll be a prize for the winner at the end of the season. Mark, your prediction last week, what was your pred- your prediction? Tell us. I think I want my money back. They didn't even, they didn't even feature uh, Derek Watt, did they? How, no, I, think he played, I think he played five, five snaps. Yeah, it, in my mind, it was get the ball down to two or three and then, you know, sneakily do a, a fullback uh, run up the middle or, you know, a drag route or uh, I don't even know to choose in somehow, but they, he didn't play. So I'm still zero and two, but I didn't, he didn't play. Well, I went for the trifecta and came up incredibly short. Yeah, <laughs> I went big, well, I went big, and I've gone home with my tail between my legs. So, and that might be another saying out there, but I, I do think that one's over in the US as well. So, just to refresh listeners who might know, who might have missed last week, I predicted Devin Bush would get an interception, Vince Williams would get a sack. Now, he did get three tackles for a loss. So, let's, you know, I wasn't far off. But he didn't get a QB hit. And I had Alex Highsmith for a tackle for a loss. He didn't even register a tackle. So, I'm zero and zero. And quite frankly, you know, you could even fairly suggest that I need to be minus two. <laughs> um, no, you can't lose points. We're just we're the same record of the, of the Texans. You know, don't know, what, don't, know our own, don't know our own identity yet. So, Mark, ahead of this week's game, what's your punt of the week out there for listeners? So, mine isn't on the game itself, but I have, um, at the end of the week, I'm going to have the Steelers winning the AFC or leading the AFC North. I believe that the the Browns aren't the the best team that they can be, and the Washington Redskins do have, they might have an okay team to beat them. I don't believe believe in uh, Baker Mayfield at all, to be honest. Um, the Eagles should handily beat the Bengals. And then that's not even a talking point. Uh, and then thirdly, the big game between Chiefs and Ravens. They have the Ravens as a favorite at this, at this point. And yeah, I can understand why, but it's the Chiefs and it's my homies. Like, I think if we can win this game versus Texans, it's going to put the NFL on notice and then we'll be leading the AFC North. And what better, what better place to do that? Wow, that is that is a bold prediction. That is a big punt. That's yep. uh, that's a seventy yarder right there. If that if that comes off, <laughs> listeners. Um, for me, 
well, you've gone with AFC North here, so I need to I need to make sure we focus on the team. I think we'll see Eric Ebron score a touchdown this week. I don't necessarily believe he'll, you know, make too many catches, go for too many yards. I know that was something that they were thinking would, you know, be looking at. But I think you'll see Eric Ebron and Ebron in the red zone this week be the difference maker and, and yep. take the Steelers ahead during the game. So, yeah, every, all listeners out there, look for Eric Ebron to score a touchdown. I think we'd love to see that. We, that's what we got him from the offseason. We want to see, see him, you know, advance the football and get us some points. You know, that's we, it. Then, we, then we can buy an Ebron jersey. I'm buying four jerseys tonight. <laughs> that's that's it, Mark. You'll have to, you might have to put a real punt on for this one <laughs> to fund okay. those jersey purchases. But you are right. Like I would like to, I would like to see everyone get that touchdown, as you say, become start to become that fan favorite. He obviously wants to be there. You see his face on the sideline before games and what have you. Like he's absolutely ready to go. I know he put that tweet out um, earlier a couple of weeks ago, and then there was some ex Steelers players like Mike Wallace and what have you tweeting back and going, you know, Pittsburgh's football heaven. So. Yep. You know, yeah, I'm really looking out for him to start making that difference because we know he's capable of it. I think we have a good bet this week. I like, I like both our chances. You know, I've got the games and you've got a touchdown. It's still, still good odds. I think we both can win. It'll be interesting to go into another week where we're, where we're, where we're drawn, but hopefully one of us isn't, hopefully, yeah, at least one of us isn't zero. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope so. So look, with that, we've wrapped up most of everything that we wanted to cover in this week's show. And we, again, as always, are so appreciative for all the listeners out there taking the time to listen to two Aussie mates, two Aussie blokes, two Aussie larrikins, just talk yeah, Steelers I, football. I just want to say, go and tell your friends. Like, it must be quite weird if you're in your kitchen, you've got your mates over and they're like, who are these two you know, uh, guys you're listening to? Two blokes. Like, just go and tell everyone. Like... We're the new big thing. Nah, I'm only joking. Just, just tell all your mates that, and we can have a bit of a bit of steel talk, you know? That's it. That's it. Because really, we we love talking Steelers as much as you love talking Steelers, listening to Steelers, watching Steelers. It's a pleasure to join you, Mark. Any any final takes before we uh before we before we call it a show? Yes, I would just like to give another uh, big shout out to Big Ben. So I would really like to see him win this game and improve us to three and zero. And if we can hold that AFC North, it's so when we can hit three and zero and get Big Ben to win at home, um, that's going to show the NFL who we are. Like I think we're top five in the power rankings, but we just got to keep winning, and we, hopefully we can win well this week by a few points. Awesome, awesome. With that, we're gonna we're gonna call it a show. But look, listeners, there is a plethora of content on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. There are a number of great, great fellow podcasters for us as part of the btsc family whether it's you know editor jeff hartman co-editor dave schofield deputy editor michael beck podcast director brian anthony davis you've got tony duffio he'll follow our show today um so be sure to watch out for that live on the youtube you've got know your enemy which just grows from strength to strength each week with jeffrey benedict Big the Scobro show, Big Bro Sco joins Dave Schofield. So look, look out for all that content. Hopefully, we're heading in the next time we join you. Steelers are three and zero. With that, have a great weekend. Go Steelers! With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.